0: Hi everyone, this is the third episode of the Over Coffee Talk podcast, a space where professionals and people's inspirational stories share their career journey, tips, and advice with job seekers. And I'm your host, Latifa Toike. Today is a really special episode. I think people who are into Marvel and comics will truly enjoy it because today we are joined by incredibly talented Stephen Fiore, a senior digital designer at Marvel who has extensive design knowledge and experience across digital media and print. Outside of art and design, you can find him playing video games, writing comics, watching movies, TV, and pro wrestling. Please welcome Steven Fiore.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciate you inviting me on. That was a nice intro.
0: Yeah, sure. How are you doing?
1: Doing pretty well. How are you?
0: I'm good, too. I'm good, too. I really love your background. I think it tells a lot about your passion towards your work and Marvel as well. So could you take us back? When did you you realize that you want to become a visual designer?
1: It's something I started messing with when I was pretty young. You know, I think what got me into it was wanting to design video game covers. So I would make fake game covers and just post them for fun. And over time, I kind of started realizing the potential you could do with film posters, TV series posters, video game art, key art. I guess it's kind of an interest that grew over time. I've always been into artistic stuff, but yeah, it it started pretty young with with the video game stuff.
0: And what challenges did you face as a fresh grad and a job seeker and how... Were you able to overcome them?
1: Well, I think the first thing that generally happens, you know, it's very, like, it's very uncertain about things that are going on. And, you know, you're very anxious to get a job and the job market is, it has its highs and its lows. So just being uncertain about things. And then the other thing, and I'm sure a lot of people go through this, not just for design stuff, but like, you know, you look at some of these entry-level positions and they want two years of experience at the gate and you don't qualify for it. So it, that, that that's definitely, you know, it's, it's a challenge, um, not being able to apply for certain things because it claims that you're unqualified for it. So just even finding something to apply to could be a challenge. But, um, for, for overcoming it, you know, you, you just have to keep looking ahead. And, and I think what helps is creating a list of, of companies that you would be interested in applying to. This way you could keep tabs on them and, and build up your network around those companies and the people that work there. And I'd also recommend, especially for designers, take as many freelance jobs as you can, because the more experience you have on your resume and the more stuff you can put in your portfolio the better you'll be. Because I, I was lucky enough to have a uh, internship in college, and I, I really think it helped me out.
0: And have you ever experienced a bad job interview? Yeah. And if so, <laughs> what did you learn from it?
1: Yes, it, it, of course. Um, I think what you learned from it, coming out of it, especially the one example I had, I, I think that my portfolio wasn't catered enough to what I was applying to, and I feel like in the in, you know in the long term, looking back, um, it probably wouldn't have been a job that I would have enjoyed anyways so i think coming out of that one try as best as you can to to stick to a clear path with, with companies that you actually would enjoy and try to cater your portfolio around those companies throw in as much if it's an entertainment company throw in as much fan art as you can or if it's a ui position with a with a big tech company or something you know put as many mock-ups as you can just cater everything that you have towards that company play um it'll go a lot smoother um you'll be able to talk about your examples more and you'll actually like what you're doing in the long term.
0: Could you talk a little about a job interview that didn't go the way you you expected it to, but that you were able to turn in your favor?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, of course, I was nervous going in um which is something that it's not easy to overcome that but the more you do the the better you get at it and it was just kind of like there wasn't a lot of communication they weren't really asking many questions you know i didn't have many talking points um there wasn't a big opportunity for me to show any of my work a good something positive that i learned from that though was a great thing to bring with you is a tablet just load up all your work on it so you could slide through everything but yeah it was just it wasn't there wasn't a lot of communication i didn't have that much time to go over my stuff because it it was just like a bad vibe if you know what i mean like it just didn't feel like it was it was going to work out anyway. So it was kind of like the mood was kind of down. Yeah. So coming out of it, you just have to kind of go in there with a lot more confidence. It, it really helps, especially like I said earlier, if you're going into a place that you had on your list that you really would love to work for and have as many things catered to that in your portfolio. So and it helps you talk too, because it's your it's your work. So you could explain it better if you have more stuff. And, but yeah, go in with confidence, um, have a lot of work to back it up. Uh, talk as best as you can. Try to stay positive. come
0: really prepared, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. As, as prepared as you can be.
0: And how did you land your first design job and what do you wish you knew before starting?
1: So I had done a few little freelance things um, right out of college, but actually the Marvel was my first real job. Yeah. Right out of college. Like I said, I did a few freelance things first, but um that was the first big thing. And then what I wish I learned uh, coming into it, I guess, looking back at it now, you have to be prepared to to wear a lot of different hats because, you know, when you come in, even if it's at a junior level, especially if it's a bigger company, you're going to be juggling a bunch of different projects at the same time, working across different teams and different stakeholders. So I would say looking back, I, the advice I would give myself or anyone else joining a company like that would be, um, just be prepared not, not, not to stress yourself out because you get used to it over time. Just be prepared to wear a lot of different hats and just be confident. Just take your time and relax. You don't need to stress out because. You have a team behind you that's going to support you throughout the process. So it always works itself out and you just have to be prepared.
0: Yeah. And you'll eventually learn new skills.
1: Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
0: And with freelancing, I'm sure it helped you to build up your portfolio, but what were the projects that you, that you worked on? Were they related to design?
1: Yeah. So, so the internship that I got to do in college is very helpful because the projects I was working on were for some higher profile clients. So I got to load up my, portfolio with graphics that were used on social media for a lot of these bigger entertainment companies. So that was a very positive thing that that I did. Out of college, the freelance stuff I was working on was more like photo retouching. So I didn't really add that to my portfolio because there wasn't much to show. I was just kind of cleaning up photos um, for the client. But the uh, the social media stuff at the internship definitely helped. And, and I highly encourage anybody who's either still in college or, or fresh out because there are internships for recent graduates. Definitely go for an internship because it looks good on your resume. You get the experience and you can build up a portfolio right out the gate.
0: And how do you make your resume to stand out from the rest?
1: I, I think filling it up, like I, I don't mean like fill up the whole so it's like two pages long. I mean, like try to get two or three, you know, because I've seen stuff like that. And, you know, that that's fine. But you yeah, want to make it count. What, what do you have on there? You want it to be strong. So sometimes it's not about how much you put on. It's about, you know, the quality of what you put on there. So if you could have a solid internship for, you know, three or six months, even a year long, if you could show that you freelance for one or two different places, I, I feel like the more real world experience you have to put on the resume and not just that I went to school here. And I feel like if you can get two or three pretty solid examples of real world world experience, I think that'll help you out a lot compared to a lot of other people.
0: Yeah, I think you're totally right. What I experienced in college is that some people, they just wait to start something. And that's the problem because you shouldn't wait to build up your portfolio. And especially in creative field, you just need to do the work and you need to keep improving.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because um, a a lot of the stuff I was doing in college was fan art, like not necessarily to, to like, I didn't necessarily have a portfolio in mind, but it's a good thing that I did it back then thinking about it now looking back, because like you said, you want to start building as early as possible. So when you come out of college, You'll already have a portfolio filled with 10, 12 things that you've been working on versus having to start fresh right out of college with nothing. So even if it's just class projects or just stuff you're learning from class that you want to experiment with, you know, it's, it's very good to start early. Like you said, um, cause that'll put you at an advantage.
0: Yeah. I also think that social media is a great tool to utilize. If you have any work or things to show, definitely post it on social media. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. And, and we could touch on, on the, uh, LinkedIn stuff. Uh, if you want to, but that that ties a lot into networking and, and how to be successful and how to get the right eyeballs on your work, depending on what what you want to do. So that's yeah, it's very important to share your stuff as much as you can.
0: And how do you network like a pro?
1: The very first piece of advice I would give, and I, I touched on this briefly earlier, is that you should make a list of of a lot of the top companies that you want to work for, and. It, Doesn't matter how big or small the company is. If you, if you want to work there, you know, put that on your list. Start, start building your network by researching these companies, you know, start sending out connection requests. I would recommend HR, recruiters, talent scouts. Um, if you're specifically looking for art related stuff or design related stuff, you know, design directors, art directors, design leads. So this way you're building up your network with people that are within the companies that you want to work for. And this way, when you post on your timeline, like you said earlier, if you start working early, You'll have a lot of content and you can continually post stuff. So your work is going to be going directly onto their timeline. So the people that you want to see your work are going to be seeing it. Definitely target the companies that you want. Don't be afraid to, to tag companies. I've done that plenty of times. I've used all the hashtags you can think of. So, you know, tagging the companies, vary your work a little bit. Like, let's say you have five different companies, uh, every few days, kind of target what you post, like target one company one day and put, post something that you put and then focus. Okay. Now I'm going to make fan art for this company and I'm going to tag them. But, but I would definitely recommend, you know, making a list. So you, you know exactly who you should be reaching out to and, and, and you'll have an entire network full of people that. You know, you want to see your work.
0: And how do you approach strangers on LinkedIn? How do you avoid this awkwardness? Because I felt like sometimes it's difficult to approach an unknown person. Yeah,
1: I think it helps going into the situation kind of, you know, thinking, you know, well, this person was probably in the similar situation that I'm in now. And I think that helps ease a little bit of the the nervousness off of it. Of course, it's a hit or miss. It's not everybody's going to respond. That's the nature of it. But what I would do is when someone would accept my request, I would reach out and say, you know, Thanks so much for for connecting with me. Um, you know, introduce myself. Uh, you know, I, w- I would, if you ever have time, you know, I would love to get to work with you and your team. Um, you know, here's my website. If you ever have the chance to talk or give me advice, that would be greatly appreciated. You know, kind of getting straight forward to it, introducing yourself, thanking them for their time, uh, thanking them for connecting with you, and you know, kind of breaking the ice that way. You have to think that a lot of a lot of them were in the same position that you were the best thing you could do is try because it can't hurt.
0: Fully agree. And what do you think made the difference in your job application that actually helped you to land a job interview at Marvel?
1: I think it was a mix of different things. Um, and it was some of the things I touched on. So I, I had the internship experience and I had some work from that. Um, I had the freelance stuff on my resume, um, you know, which showed some more real world experience. Um, I even included a uh, on, my, on my resume, I even included a retail job i had worked while i was in school just to show that i had people skills you know um because that could always that could always help you um and I, I think it also comes down to my portfolio i was making things that were specifically targeted towards marvel and i would post them on linkedin and i would tag them and uh, i would try to get as many you know reactions to it as i could and i would network and, and connect with more people at the company you know reach out to some people Yeah, I think it was because my portfolio was tailored towards that. You know, I had a lot of Marvel stuff. So I think that helped in the long run.
0: Yeah. So basically, you need to show that you're really passionate about the company that you are applying to, right?
1: Right. Yeah. You're passionate about it, that you're knowledgeable about it, and, you know, that that you're within that that sphere or whatever it might be. You know, in this case, I had a lot of pop culture, entertainment stuff mixed in with the Marvel stuff. So it kind of showed that I was kind of up to date on what was going on. And um I wasn't knowledgeable on the topic, so I think that really helped, you know.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I'm just curious, were you asked any moral questions during your job interview? <laughs>
1: um just just one. There was just one. What was it? Uh, the I was just asked um, who my favorite character was. Kind of like an icebreaker, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You know? Yeah. That's great. yeah. And what was the biggest design challenge for you and what did you learn from it?
1: Um, I think, it, I think it would have been during my internship. So, you know, I was still in college, of course, so I didn't know a lot. And we had uh, a client project and we had to do motion graphics for social, but I didn't even know what After Effects was at the time. I, I had no experience in motion graphics whatsoever. So what I had to do was I literally had to open it up. And just dive in and figure it out on the spot as best as I could to get what we had to get done. Thankfully it worked out, but I think that was the biggest challenge. And, you know, a lesson came out of it that, you know, not to be afraid uh, of, of different things and, and be open to just diving right in if you don't know something. Cause there's always going to be something that pops up that you don't know. Um, and you shouldn't be afraid to experiment with it. I know, I know it can be, you know, you can get anxiety and nervous when there's, you know, tight deadlines and, and things like that. But, but yeah, sometimes you just got to dive right in and it worked, it turned out to be a fun project. But I, I think that was my toughest one because like I was like motion graphics, I have no idea what they, <laughs> you know, I have no idea, you know? So sometimes you just gotta dive right in and you know, don't be afraid to do it because it always works itself out and you learn something new.
0: Yeah, totally. And now it's time for a pop quiz. This time I wanted to include some Marvel questions because we have you here. So are you ready?
1: Sure, hey, yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, uh, top three YouTube channels or influencers that you would recommend for aspiring visual designers?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, there, there's three off the top of my head. So first one I recommend, his name is, uh, Benny Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's like one of the best when it comes to photo manipulation. So if you're into that kind of stuff, I definitely check him out. Um, another one would be phase runner. Uh, he's, he's another one where, you know, it's a lot of photo manipulation and compositing. And then third, um, I would say, Boss Logic would be my third choice. Um, he has some of the best work and it's all, you know, comics themed. So if you're into Marvel, he, he's one of the best, you know, Instagram pages you could visit for artwork, you know? So uh, if you those were a three, superhero,
0: would what would be your superhero name and powers?
1: Uh, that's tough. Um, I don't even, I can't even think of a name. I, I know if I were to get powers, um, I'll just become the next Spider-Man, to be <laughs> honest, you know, uh, I don't know a name yet, but, you know, I'll uh, I'll be the Spider-Man of Long Island. That that That's what we'll do.
0: That's awesome. X-Men or Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: Um, they're both very great and fun, but I think because of the nostalgia of growing up with the action figures and the animated series, I'll go with the X-Men.
0: Yeah, same with me. And what makes a good interaction designer?
1: I guess I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of expand that to like just designers in general. I think the, the number one thing is that you have to connect with your audience or, or, you know, if you're making user interfaces that you, ha- you have to connect with the users because, you know, at the end of the day, you could think that it's the best design thing ever. But if the people using it don't think so, then that's what's most important. Um, so I think understanding your audience and the fans, because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing you can think mm-hmm. about, you know? So I'd say just connecting with the user base and audience.
0: Which, Hulk could win Bruce Banner or Jennifer Walters?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's tough. I mean, I like She-Hulk a lot. I like what they've been doing with the new series on Disney Plus. But if I really had to pick, I'd probably go with Bruce. He's got he's got the experience on his side.
0: Most common misconception about visual designers.
1: I think there's a lot of like um, misunderstanding about what designers do, and I feel like. There's so many different aspects of design that people really don't think about, like, um, you know, UI and UX, um, right, you know, graphic design, photo manipulation, retouching, compositing. There's just so many elements to it. Being a designer, you know, you have to touch on so many different things. So I feel like maybe a misconception is that it's not so simple because there's so many moving parts and, and so many fields that you could study. Like you could be an expert in user interface, but you might not know anything about compositing and manipulation because it's completely separate things, but you both consider them design. So it's such a Big field to cover mm-hmm. so i think that's maybe one of the misconceptions that you know it's not so narrow there's so many components to it
0: most underrated villain in the marvel universe
1: that's a that's a good question i'll go with one that's probably not named a lot i'll go with madcap i like deadpool so i'll go with madcap
0: favorite icebreaker question uh
1: favorite icebreaker question i'll go with the star wars one but it wouldn't work on on anybody who doesn't like star wars though but I guess I'll, I'll ask who shot first.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go with that. The best part about your job.
1: The best part is the, the people I get to work with. It really feels like a giant family. And, um, even when everything went digital with, you know, everything that went on mm-hmm. it felt like nothing really changed. You know, everyone's still very close and talk all the time, even though it's through a computer screen instead of in person in the office. I would say it's the people that make it great.
0: And finally, your advice to someone pursuing a career journey similar to yours.
1: Like we touched on earlier, I would say build up your portfolio as quick as you can. Try to make a list of all the places you'd be interested in so so you could kind of target your portfolio mm-hmm. to have content that applies. When you do get that interview that you want, you'll be able to show stuff that's relevant to the job and the company. Network as much as you can because the worst that could happen is that if you reach out to somebody, they won't respond. That's the worst that could happen. The best that could happen is that you'll get advice and it happens more than you would think because all these people are in the same position as you and don't don't ever consider You know, giving up or or stopping. You have to keep going because you never know what, Mm -hmm. what job position might open up the next day that that you wouldn't have thought of looking. You just never know, you know, whether it's reaching out to somebody applying to a position, you just never know. I'd also say whether you're still in college or you're fresh out, I highly recommend if the opportunity pops up to take on an internship because it'll do nothing but benefit you. You get the experience, Mm -hmm. you get some more portfolio work and sometimes they could lead to full time positions. So if you're in the, if you have the opportunity, definitely take it.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Thank you, Stephen, for joining me today and for sharing your journey as a designer. Yeah, I
1: appreciate the invite. Thank you very much. It was uh, it was a nice talk.
0: Yeah, same. It was great talking to you as well. And thank you, everyone, for watching this episode. Stay tuned for more. And don't forget to subscribe and hit that like button. Let us know what you think about this episode and the comment section, or if you have any questions.